seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. Welcome back to The Hopeless Show. It's been a few weeks. We had uh, summer vacation for for half of us. Had We had summer vacation, so we are back with the show. Rowan, I want to know, while you were on, we will get more into your vacation in a sec, but do you like my new hat? Aaron, it's an A-plus hat. It's got this whole vintage sort of, you know, white front vibe, but also like the embossed L.A. Um I think it's a very, very solid. Is it like a trucker style? Is it foamy in the front? Foamy in the front, the Dodger yeah. logo with that 3D look. And yeah, yeah I saw I saw the hat online because I don't know if you know this, but Facebook targets things that you might like and then yeah. you click on them and buy them a lot. I have bought a lot of shit that I've been targeted on Instagram. Um, or Instagram. How many yeah, hats? Yeah. How many hats, Dodger hats specifically, do you think you own? How many Dodger hats do I own over the years? Like, you know, over in your ten. apartment right now, in your apartment, uh, at l- least 10. Okay. That's a lot of Dodger hats, but how many do I wear Two. Oh, that's it. Oh, I should, I should have had you guess, guess. Hey, wait. So guess how many of them you think I wear Two. You nailed it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You got it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I'm not a, I, 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 they run their they run their course. I feel like hats. There's some that are your special hat, and then there's some that they run their course. And I'm ready for something new. And as someone who likes to wear hats a lot, I yeah, I have a couple Clipper hats. I have a Dolphins hat. You got um, a cool Blue Jays hat. I know that. I have I have a couple Blue Jay hats, and then I have I just have Leafs for hockey. I just have Leaf shirts. So, but hockey hats, I don't. I get I mean oh no I do sorry I have a Leafs hat that's really cool because it's a it's like a blue jay hat with a maple leaf so it's like both oh, teams interesting cool. yeah two for one so today today's theme speaking of two for one speaking of uh of hats and having hats and stuff the the theme of today is stupidity because oh, so it's about us it's about us exactly I mean we just talked for like two minutes about hats so we are the perfect people to talk about stupidity. We were hired yes. for this. We were born for this. You could say we're the eminent experts in the field. <laughs> of stupidity. Yes. We are. Uh, yeah. If, yeah we're, we're in Webster's Dictionary. Stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. Adjective. Aaron and Rohit. And we're it. also in the, the thesaurus next to dumbass. Um, I'll <laughs> yes. put a second. <laughs> so this theme could be dumbass, but it's stupidity. Yes. So let's go right into stupidity with news from the quarantine. News from the quarantine. And where where you just were getting a bit stupid. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's a reason that you listeners have gone almost a month without a new episode of The Hopeless Show. And that's because of me, because I have been... Uh, shirking my duties as a responsible podcast host to journey across Spain. 
Um, and we also, you know, we, so Ina and I went to Austria for a week to see her family. And then we did a five day road trip across and the Andalusian region in Southern mm-hmm. Spain. Um, and then, uh, a wedding in Mallorca, which, and for anybody that was following me on Instagram, yes, I was a bit doing a bit of oversharing. Um, but I, but it, it was like a live play by play of what was going down. And, and Aaron, it, you know, I know that you were, you were tracking it, but yeah, it was this wedding I went to. In the, on the island of Mallorca, off the eastern coast of Spain, it was three times postponed. So this was finally happening. My friend Casey and Sophia, they live in London. Um, and we pretty much had this insane wedding week where it kicked off with a catamaran out into the crystal green waters um, around Mallorca. We're diving, swimming, and then the Coast Guard boarded the boat tried to shut it down um but you know like we we it didn't get shut down fortunately but that <laughs> that 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 killed the buzz for about 30 minutes and then everybody's raged just harder just to make up for it and then you know it was lots of great events but this wedding itself in this castle in the mountains of Mallorca was just the most bonkers insane thing it, it was it had it like in six different areas. You progress through the castle through each part of the 10 hour wedding sort of day um, from like the opening cocktails that are looking over vineyard to the vows that were taking place in front of like, you know, at the foot of this crazy mountain part of the castle and then into this beautiful courtyard um, where you were having sort of like the hors d'oeuvres then into this like bigger sort of square within the castle where you're eating the dinner and then even into this cobblestone sort of area where everybody's having the big dance party with a DJ and the pyrotechnics and it turned into a rave and they had like a DJ that literally they had a saxophone guy that was just saxing along to the fucking jams and then there was an after there was another like like a basement after after party right oh no that was the next day that was the next day um, it might've oh, so been that you guys day. went again the next day was yeah, like, yeah, 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 we just, it was nonstop and it was fantastic. And if anybody out there has the chance, definitely attend castle wedding raves on the Island of Mallorca. If you do get a chance, um, cause they're pretty cool. Well, I, I have to ask you a few questions and I yes. think I speak for our listeners in yes. asking you a few of these questions. Yes. How stupid rich are these people? <laughs> And um, see stupidity, see the, the, see, the hook there, <laughs> see it bringing it back. You know, I think that they've made really wise decisions in their lives. They work good <laughs> jobs. They're not crazy rich, um, but I think that they're both very happy and healthy. <laughs> their names are Jeff and Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, dude, and the craziest thing was so originally this was supposed to be for 150 people but because of corona restrictions travel restrictions and a lot of people that come from 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 europe different parts of europe had to quarantine after their guest list went from 150 to 60 and most of the people that dropped off that said they couldn't make it anymore were a lot of the cousins the aunts the uncles like the elder people and what remained was about of the 60 people, about 10, you know, family, cousins and stuff. And then 50 people all our age and just 50 people ready to fucking rage. And it was. So amazing. so here's another question. Yeah, I've actually I've been to one castle wedding. It was in uh, the Amalfi Coast. I think I've Very told you nice. about it. It was like. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it had a coat. It kind of felt like Coachella. And but in the Amalfi Coast and it was a wedding and they had. uh it was sort of like the, like it went on forever. Now, the next day, and there was like four days of partying, that whole thing. The next day mm-hmm. after that wedding, I like 
definitely missed the next day brunch. Couldn't really move. Like, so how, so I'm relaying my experience because I want to know from you, how did you feel the next day? Honestly, the next day I felt like a million bucks because my endorphins were still like running high. I was like, I'm with my friends and we're on an island. I knew like, you know, Aaron, at our age, you know, we're not old, but we're not in our 20s anymore where all of our friends are starting to get married and we got three weddings a year, right? And so like we're, there's not many moments where we're going to get to get together with friends, some friends we haven't seen in years and other good friends and then go away to an island and just party and just like have literally do crowd surfing and do all crazy shit. Like, <laughs> and how, like, like I was like in the moment knowing I could never get that, that little time back and knowing that I'll never get to relive that again. So I wasn't tired and I just woke up. I was like, I'm soaking in every second, the smell of the air outside, the sound of the cobblestone as we're walking, just like the sound of like, even just like the, of the bottle cap when you're popping the first beer of the day and just the taste of the food and all this kind of stuff. Everything I was just like absorbing and trying to remember as much as I possibly could. So I can't forget it. Um, and that's kind of, so yeah, I was hurting like seriously hurting. Um, but I was like, I'm never going to get a chance to be here again. So I just went after it. You know, so I was going to stay. Yeah. How, what are the Mallorca hospitals like? And what was your AKG results? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, by the way, we took four COVID tests in a matter of 18 days. Um, because, you know, from going from U.S. to Austria, Austria to Spain, and then from inner Spain into the Mallorca before the wedding, and then another test uh, to go back home to the U.S. And so I did see the insides of hospitals, but really just from the part where in the front area where they were doing COVID tests. Um, but everything seemed, to be, everything seemed to be moving pretty smooth. I'm really, I think, honestly, I feel like Spain is the Florida of Europe. Um in terms of, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it actually depends. sounds terrible, but yeah, it's kind of chaotic in sense that, like, yeah, like, hey, we're yeah, like, just don't bring COVID here. Okay, yeah, yeah, like hordes of people in the airport. They're supposed to be checking stuff, and the crowds get too big. They just usher everybody through. It's crazy. Um, and meanwhile, in Austria, before. Every place, whether we sat at a bar to get a drink or just to have lunch, get a salad somewhere or whatever, go out to dinner, every single place that we sat down into for service, before they would even let us sit down, we had to show our vaccine proof. Oh. And that was well, awesome. Mean, that was really cool. I, I think that's going to be starting in L.A. It did. Well, that can be a perfect segue into what I yeah. did and why my voice is a little raspy uh, Oh, uh, from last night. But the COVID test thing. And we'll get into more of that in the show, because trust me, there are some stupid things we're going to be covering that like are the essence of human stupidity. The COVID test thing is, to me, fantastic. Like to, uh, to I mean, vaccine cards. Sorry, the COVID tests are miserable. They're not comfortable. But showing your vaccine uh, yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, up your nose. The, vac the vaccine card showing your, that you're vaxxed to get into a place is just a no brainer to me. It's like, yeah. It's just and so last night I saw finally the Foo Fighters at the forum, which I'd been which had been canceled a bunch because of COVID things and someone in the band got COVID or something like that. And it finally happened. And so the hype for this and for the crowd there was like off 
the charts and you had to show your vax to get into the forum period you had to like they really show you you have to show your id with your vax that there's a COVID love worker it. there's covid love workers it. there who like that's their job um and then uh well one funny thing happened before the show is as i'm walking in i have these sunglasses right here these are like aviator kind of things and this guy the security guy who's like checking to make sure we don't have like guns or stuff on us you know when you walk in he's instead of checking me he's like yo dude i love those sunglasses could i buy them off you like right there on the spot and i'm like well actually dude like i appreciate your comment i'm glad you like them security guard who's supposed to be checking me for things but instead wants my sunglasses but they're 15 bucks on amazon they're just like a cool find and he's like oh shit okay cool can i uh can i get that so i i then looked them up on amazon as there's people walking through security <laughs> and, and, and I, I look them up on Amazon. I find the link of where I got them. And then I'm like, here, give me your phone number security guard so I can text you the link. So he was there and we're like exchanging information. I give him the link and he then goes and buys the sunglasses. <laughs> love it. That's great. That's great. Cause I, I was not going to sell them. I love them. Why would I sell 15 yeah. here? I'll give you my $15 sunglasses and then go buy. It was just, so I'm like, here, let me yeah. help you out, man. But it's not yeah, what I mean, usually I, happens with security guards. No, that usually isn't. I mean, and, you know, speaking of sunglasses, I, I had a beloved pair of sunglasses that was stolen during the wedding. But um, it's OK because I was just having such a fucking great time. And um, so it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. And they're really expensive and out of print. Um, but I'm going to the optometrist today, get a new eye test and maybe find something similar, but yeah, it happens. I would trade that a million times over just because I had such a great time. I was like, that was the cost of doing business. And yeah, you, you give, you give and receive. You're a giver. Exactly. And a receiver. Yeah. Someone's walking around with $500 sunglasses right now, um, in fucking Mallorca, but whatever. Um, it's all good. Well, and then speaking of giving and receiving the, the, just to tell you a quickly about the show, I did. I don't have all the stories that you have, but I did go to this show, and there was an amazing yes. thing that happened at the end. Besides the energy being off the charts, like almost like nothing I'd ever seen in terms of just pure everyone there. You felt safe. Everyone had been vaxxed. You're all right. Like it's we're in a good environment. Everyone was just happy and nice. Everyone was talking to each other. Like it was just a very. It was and there was it was a mat. You're, wear your masks while you're there too. So it just felt, everyone was happy. Everyone was really happy. And at the end, Dave Grohl, because he's awesome. Do you remember last year when this girl, this like 10 year old black girl challenged Dave Grohl to a drum off and it went super viral everywhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'd never actually met. And I guess she lives in LA. So the last show forever long, he's like, I've, they, they bring out a drum kit and he's like, I have a special guest. And it was this 11 year old girl. And she played, Taylor Hawkins, their drummer didn't play. She played drums. She'd never met them in nothing. And she played drums with the Foo Fighters from the COVID drum off thing that she did. And she was insanely good. Like you, and you got, and then that went viral. So it's on every news outlet now. You can watch, see it, or I can show you videos tonight. But she, uh, but for every for listeners, watch what she did at this show, uh, the Foo Fighters show at the Forum, because it was just this 11 year old prodigy with Dave Grohl, and it, it just made it. Everyone was just going nuts for this girl, and she crushes. She's an incredible like, 
you don't you don't she's like as good as any drummer and she's 10 or 11 so i recommend checking that out that was just like the you know that was just like the icing on the cake for this incredible show the foo fighters you also don't even realize you know every single song they play yeah and they play for like two hours. I only seen them once, but they played for like two hours, and I two didn't and want it to stop. That's amazing. No, yeah. and they didn't cover like there's so many hits they didn't play. Man, so it was uh, uh, it was good. And I think speaking of stupidity, we should get into our first topic because we've talked a lot about news from the quarantine and yeah. us doing fun, stupid things. I mean, I still have my sunglasses, even though I was offered money for them from a security guard. You don't. So let's go. Let's go right into your topic because I don't yeah. know exactly what you're going for here. Yes, yeah, so the first topic is from the New York Times. Um, two days ago, uh, uh, Hong Kong police they arrested students um, over advocating terrorism and inciting violence. Now, what happened is there was a police officer um, that works for the CCP, um, and a guy stabbed that police officer before killing himself. But as you know, what's been happening with Hong Kong, the police, it's, it's, it's a martial law. Police have been taking over, squashing any sort of independence from Hong Kong, any says of independence. And these students now are going to be, they've been arrested. They're being tried. They've been kicked out of school um, because all they've done was just express sympathy for the person that took his life, you know, fighting off the cop. Um, and or attacking the cop, whichever angle you want to look at it from. Regardless, yeah. they were expressing sympathy for the loss of that life and for someone that was uh, pro-democracy in Hong Kong. Now, Hong Kong now has disbanded all the teachers' unions in those universities. They've stopped, you know, you can't even talk about independence. You can't, you have to be part of China. We even saw at the Olympics in our last episode. China uh, was, uh, they came in second place overall in medals, so they decided, hey, actually, they, they changed the medal count just in China, and they said, actually, we won because... Taiwan and Hong Kong are part of China and combined we beat the US and then therefore we won the Olympics um, but that's because they do not consider China and Taiwan sorry Hong Kong and Taiwan as, as independent places um, so essentially China has squashed all of the speech because any speech that praises or defends or even promotes a man's attack but in the same way that is talking about Hong Kong being its own independent uh, territory um, is considered inciting violence and it's a terror and they're terrorists. You can't even, Oy. you can't talk about it on social media. Okay. So what so I'm hopeless is a mess. This is a, this mess. is a mess. And I, while we here have many people arguing, arguing like, Oh, listen, you shouldn't be able to incite violence and arguing, as you know, and arguing. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that whether it's, Hong Kong or the China, I think this goes to show, this is what I'm hopeless about, is that we have so many people that, you know, very close friends, you know, even we've had these discussions like, hey, listen, free speech is cool until you're inciting violence. I'm kind of in the, probably in the camp that speech, even if you are inciting violence, it's the violence itself that you prosecute, the violence itself that you stop, not the speech. And because this is what happens if you look in China, they determine what is incitement of violence. They have, it's there, and it's all about that interpretation. And so what makes me hopeless is that we continue down a path where our current reality, where, yeah, we're blocking people because, yeah, they might have incited a riot or incited this or, or hate speech or this and that. 
we're stopping their speech and that leads us down to a path with what China's doing right now. That's what I'm hopeless about. Um, I see, see, I, I think there's, uh, I think this topic is gray. I don't think it's so black and white. And I think the way that, that you're seeing it right now is like black and white. I think that there are specific instances where if someone is, for example, saying like, I'm going to murder people and I'm going to kill you and you and you and you, let's say on Twitter or something. Well, that's, there's like laws that you can't do that. You can't just say, you can't threaten like that. You, you know, that, that leads to restraining orders and all this stuff. And there some of the people that have been blocked on Twitter or silenced on that platform, which is a private company. So it's their choice what they can do. Um, it's because they were, in essence, without saying it, saying that kind of stuff. And so I think there's a gray area. I think what Hong Kong is doing, there's is is one extreme and i think the idea of the u.s doing full censorship like that would just it's never going to happen but there are certain instances where i do think personally it is important that we do that because it was caught it was causing so much havoc and violence in this country because certain people were basically saying cry like crying murder they were saying they're going to do go murder people or go inciting riots, things like that. Um, and I think there are lines that get crossed. Hong Kong's line is very, very different than our line. Here's the thing, though. I don't think that there needs to be lines at all. And I think what speech, the question is always, what speech is, needs to be protected? We talk about free speech. We don't need to protect the inoffensive speech. The speech that needs to be protective is the bad speech. The speech, like, you don't need to protect things that everybody agrees with. You need to protect things. Like, here's the thing. I'm fucking pro-vax, and I am anti what happened on January 6th, and all that shit. However, I think the anti-vaxxers, and I think the people that don't believe in the election results, I think they absolutely should have a voice. As much as I disagree with it, because that's a speech that needs to be protected. Once you stop protecting them, once you actually then have, whether it's a government or a technocracy, because right now we are in technocracy. Right now, social media, Twitter, Facebook, they rule the national mood. They drive what happens with people, their jobs, their cancelings, this and that. They drive like everything from elections. That We are ruled right now by our social platforms. It's bigger than social media. Social media is the voice of this nation, right? And, and so whether it's the Chinese government that is determining what is incitement of violence, or it's a bunch of corporations that are determining what is incitement of violence. I think that right now social media has gotten bigger than itself and it's bigger than a private platform with their own rules. So I think what is very scary to me is that forms of protest, forms of dissent, we've allowed dissent, we've allowed people for years to say that the, the earth is flat when it's not. We've allowed people for years to say 9-11 was an inside job Okay, we've allowed people to say, you know, fuck the police. We've allowed people to say all this and they should. We've allowed people to burn flags. Right. You know, we've allowed people to 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 say, to express their speech as much as people may disagree with it. And I think as soon as we start to rely on corporations 
on the, the premise, yeah, yeah, it's, it's our own private platform, to selectively enforce speech, then I think, and that speech is the only place people can be heard. There is no other place your voice can be heard everywhere other than these corporate platforms, right? And they have become the town hall. Um, so I think it's just my hopelessness is that everybody is accepting and looking for censorship, looking to say, hey, listen, we need to censor all these dumb idiots that are anti-vax. They're dumb idiots, but they're allowed to be dumb idiots. And I think like they, yeah, it's really, really dangerous. We are already at the point where, you know, it's if you have a dissenting opinion about vaccines or, or the elections, like as much as I agree with the majority and sane minds, I'm really, really scared that we're not letting these people be heard. So, I mean, this isn't uh, the debate section of our show, but I just do disagree with some of this because to me, anti-vaxxers, for example, and letting them spread these conspiracy theories is actually causing people to die. So it's a form of murder is that they're spreading such misinformation and doing things, which we'll get into a little more in a bit, that that it's actually causing harm. It's causing people to die. And I'll cover that in, in the next topic. So, yeah, we don't want to... If I'm a... If I'm the head of Twitter, I don't want to have on my platform something that is causing people to die. And so I'm not going to be able to give you hope here, except I, I do agree with you that people are stupid and there's a ton of stupidity going around. And But I, I do think that there's a gray area. I think there are some things that need to be censored because they're causing people to die. And uh, yeah. I would rather have the worst hate speech against me. I would rather have the worst, most biggest misinformation about vaccines. I would rather have all the worst, worst, bad, horrible shit out there because you fight that bad speech with better speech. You fight that and you disprove it. And I think once you start getting into the business of deciding what's real or what's not, I mean, look even just with politics, right? Everybody was crying about Trump and the kids in cages down at the border the fucking cages are still full and they're everybody's ignoring that. Right. And because right now we have a Democrat president, nobody's bothered. No, you don't see AOC sitting there crying at a fence, um, weeping tears anymore. She's moving on to other shit. Right. And it's like, we'll get into that in a, in a second. It's, it's selective rage and it's selective about what we even had dude, Kamala Harris. You know, we had a whole bunch of people that are saying, I will not take any vaccine that's been, you know, being forced on me by like this administration. And as soon as now, you know, Biden's in office, he's doing the right thing. And he did an amazing rollout with the vaccines. People are like, yeah, yeah, get fucking vaccinated or fucking die. I hope you die. You know, it's all this shit. It's just like it's people are so quick to play party sides. And then that I agree with. as long as and as and as soon as their party's voice is the main one, they want to silence that other one. And I think that is. You know, that this censorship, and I'm a firm believer, the weapon you create will one day be used against you, right? Mm -hmm. This weapon of censorship, whether this, 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 the way that we are handing over our freedom of speech to these corporations to determine just to whatever makes advertisers and and the current party and uh, power happy, guess what? One day it's going to come back to bite us. And if we just stick to our our bill of rights if we stick to our merits of like believing in free speech even if we disagree with it even if it's full of hate even if it's violent speech 
that is speech that that's the speech that needs to be protected. You don't need to protect inoffensive speech because it's not offensive. You need to protect the bad speech. And so that's 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 what has me hopeless. And that's what I will die in a sword on. Well, I'm curious what listeners think. So send a send us your opinion, because this is a hot topic and uh, I want to give it a sound effect because it's a hot topic that also uh, is controversial. And Rowan and I don't totally agree here. I mean, I agree in theory, but I just think that there's anyway, we've we've gone over it. So I'm curious what your take is audience and because I'm so curious I'm going to give because Roid is being stubborn and he's being like a little baby I'm going to and I'll tell you what because I am such an extremist if you even want to reply and just tell me how much of an idiot how much you hate me how much you want me to die because of that we will share that because I don't believe in that censorship I will fucking proudly share how much you disagree with me and how much of an idiot you think I am. Cause honestly, I don't fucking care because you have the, oh, right we to already say just, go, right we just got it. a, we yeah. just got in a, uh, yeah, a, a direct, a DM. We just got in a DM, even though this isn't live, but we just got in a DM from Joe from Reno who said, die Rohit. <laughs> yeah. And thanks Joe for, for, from Reno for writing in. And, um, <laughs> I hope you die too. And I appreciate your, your thoughts. See so, how easy that was. Freedom of speech. Great. So, and, and speaking of speech, we're going to move on right now to a, another topic that is full of more stupidity. It's our sports update. And today's <laughs> update comes to you from Baltimore, where, where where Rohit's team, the Baltimore Orioles, just did something that is a rarity, a rarity in anything, a rarity in life, a rarity in just you know, doing things. The Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, Rohit's team that has been his, his team for his whole life, went on an 18 game. 18, 1 8. In Judaism, that's high. That's called high. That's good luck. But in this case, for Baltimore, it is bad luck because they lost 18 games in a row. And that's just unbelievably incredible because there still are professional athletes on this team you'd think they'd win a game but they lost 18 in a row and so Rohit what I want from you is your reaction because a lot of this was going on while you were away but your reaction to like like, take that in feel that feel that emotion of your team losing 18 games in a row so here's the thing I was honored and you want to know why I was honored? The, the theme of stupidity is going really well right now because Rohit yeah. was honored. <laughs> I was so like, I left for vacation on uh, August 6th. The Orioles are like, we miss Rohit so much. We will not win while he's out for those, you know, two and a half, three weeks while he is away out of the country because we don't want him to miss any wins. So this team respected my vacation. I didn't have to worry about missing any wins. I didn't have to worry about anything like that because I knew that we wouldn't start winning until I got back home to the States. And so honestly, it feels like honor. Like I feel like the team is really connected with me. Um, And their ineptitude has served as a way to 
um, you know, be a nice warm blanket I can wrap myself in, you know, knowing that that's some consistency in the world. And when I'm gone, they're going to keep losing and nothing in the world will change. And when I'm back, we might get a win every, you know, once a, once or twice a month. That'll just make you know, everything better. It's great. So the Orioles revolved their schedule of winning around you. Yes. That's right yes. there. That's hope. Like what matters most? Not the city of Baltimore. Not all the Orioles fans. Not nothing. It's it's Rohit being away that mattered, and this is why they took that into consideration, and it's why they lost eighteen games in a row. That gets a big, big, big round of applause. Oops. And also, or, or a Harley, to... or it gets a Harley. <laughs> and I would like to shout out to uh, my boy Cedric Mullins. Uh, you know, Baltimore Orioles outfielder and having a breakout season. And as soon as I got back, he started hitting again. So it felt really good. Okay. So now we'll give him applause. You know what topic two is human stupidity. And we are currently living in an era that is just human stupidity at its stupidest. So can I just go over a few things? Because there are, I recently have just been thinking, what is wrong with people? Why are people so stupid? Like, this is a time when we needed people to rise up and be not stupid. We really could have used some not stupid. And instead we've gotten more stupid. Stupider, stupidest. Whatever the right word is. So it's, there was a tweet, there's a great follow that actually uh, we've we've talked about our friend Brad a lot and he tuned me into this guy from neuropsycho phd uh just to just to show you how clever this guy is his pin tweet is to the masked and vaxxed i see you to the unmasked and unvaxxed i see you like i'm going to the i see you so that's a good tweet. I see you. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> That's a good tweet. So then he just tweeted today, which I think rings very true. After four years of trying to cover a monster as if he was a normal human, the media is monstrously struggling to cover a normal human. And I think that says it all. What A normal human that we thought was just a basic, you know, with basic sensibilities, just we've we've lost and I, I want to give you a few examples. Uh, there is a guy a guy named Caleb Wallace. Do you know who this man is? I do not know Caleb Wallace at all. So he was one of the organizers of the Freedom Rally, which was an anti-mask rally. Now, again, said this before, if the point of your life is to rally so that people don't have to wear masks, and I hate masks, I hate wearing them, but if that's your goal in life, like that's your thing that you're doing, I mean, you're stupid. So what happened to Caleb Wallace, you ask? Well, in order to fight, in, he didn't want to get vaxxed. So in order to fight COVID, he thought he was not getting tested. He wasn't getting care. So he was giving himself a cocktail of vitamin C, zinc, aspirin, and ivermectin, an antiparasitic drug that is falsely claimed to be effective for COVID. Anyway, what happened to this guy who did this huge anti-mask rally that led to a lot of COVID cases and stuff? What happened to him? And his wife's pregnant. 
he's in the ICU and he's on basically life support and there's nothing left to do and he's going to die. And the car and these stories, this is not the first of Caliballs is by by no means the first of these stories that we've been hearing about people who were anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, all like doing all these rallies and stuff and then they go die. And just the stupidity here of this guy and then he made up a cocktail of random stuff, including an anti-parasitic drug that doesn't even work. That's There's no help. I mean, dude, you're just so stupid. And now you're going to die because of your stupidity. And he's a leader of the West Texas Minutemen, whatever that is. Some, I mean, he the guy looks exactly like you'd expect he'd look. The, where's the army gear and camouflage stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh and he's now about to die for his stupidity. So that's one. Second case of stupidity. This time I'm going after Democrats because if you are vaccinated, there's an over 99% chance that you will not be hospitalized for if you got COVID. You could get a little sick, but you could, but if you're vaccinated, you're, you're safe from any, you, you know, you'll get at the worst, like a, a, a flu. Basically, COVID becomes a flu. But the amount of fear mongering that's going on in the media and with kind of virtuoso left far like Democrats, the exact same. This is where it's just stupid to me. The exact same party that was it's why I hate the two party system, too. The exact same party that was all about science for so long. Now science is saying you're basically going to be fine if you're vaxxed, but they're all everyone's freaking out again. And like, if you don't wear a mask, you do. It's like it's this whole freak show again yeah. about this, and and it's just not based in what science is saying. So if if you're going to be a someone who bases your your thinking in science, then base it in science. Don't sometimes base it in science. So I think that's stupid. And the third thing is, do you remember Scott Zolak? He was no, remind me. He was, he's a, the Patriots broadcaster, and he was a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he pl- he was with the Patriots, I guess, as their backup for eight years in the when we were little, and uh-huh. so he went on a Boston talk show, and he said he thinks that Cam Newton is not doing well because of rap music. Because he likes rap music. <laughs> well, shit. And he's, you know what? But can I read this quote? And because it's just Please. so stupid. He said, "I turn off the rap music first of all because I think it's distracting for Cam here. Because in between every throw, he's dancing. He makes a throw and then dances. The music's still cranking there. Here, I know you can hear faintly in the background here. What? <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. And this I is an employed if- broadcaster." Jesus, I wonder if Patrick Mahomes and Julio <laughs> Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, I wonder if any of them listens to rap music. I mean, they can't because they're obviously the best players in the game. Yes, so don't, so don't that, do that. that. Th- yeah, what I will say is it's gotten kind of out of control. Cam has really gotten overly dancey for a guy that has not produced in years. And it's like, bro, don't fucking dance until you're pr- producing. And but so the, rap, that the rap music thing, though, it's just stupid. Like, 
Oh, Why would you just say so that? Unnecessary. So, should he, oh, should he be listening to doo-wop? Is that what yeah. Cam should be listening to? Or country music? Like, Does he want fuck? some country music? Yeah. So yeah. what? So I covered a bunch of these topics, right? We have a far right winger who is, to me, very stupid and now going to die for it because of his stupidity. We have the far left that I think is being anti what they were saying they were for for yeah. so long, science. And then we have... Scott Zolak, who thinks that rap music makes football players bad. So do you, do you have any conclusions from this or anything to bring me hope that humanity isn't just stupid? People are not no, just no, idiots. No, 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 no. Humanity is, humanity is fucking stupid as a whole. Right. Remember, but we've I think George stupid. Carlin said that. And um, uh, George, Car- actually, I'm going to look up this quote. Um, let's see. Because as you're as you're looking that up, I'm just I'm curious what you think. Because we have a far left thing. We have a far oh yes, right here thing. it is. Yes, yes. Okay, so George Carlin says, "Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize that half of people are stupider than that." Yeah, that I know that quote. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so yeah. I'm not surprised that people are really fucking dumb, especially in a collective, in a large collective group dumber you often lead to the dumber decision and i think honestly yes the party that has generally respected science even going back to climate change has kind of there's some things that even beyond covid where science has just gone out the window recently but um yeah i i i'm with you on that it's like dude okay there's 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 booster shots there's you know there's this we don't like and we're going to get to this in the hope in 60 but I think there's just some knee-jerk reactions that are a bit out of control. And even there's a lack of compassion from also the party that's supposed to be, you know, saying love thy neighbor and, you know, love wins and all that shit. Pretty quick to dance on the graves of people that aren't getting vaccinated when they're from the other political party, knowing that also less than 30% of all black Americans in the United States are vaccinated, right? And so are you also dancing on their graves too? Or are you just like, is it just a political thing? And it's just like, to me, the just like the celebration of people dying for being stupid. I think if people are going to die for being stupid. They're going to fucking die for being stupid. But to, like I think Caleb the same Wallace. party that's talking to, yeah, but I think all the people that are celebrating, be like, hell yeah, and doing all this kind of shit. It's like, man, fuck you. It's not for me. That's not, that's not the kind of country that I want to be where we're celebrating the deaths of others. Like I'm a firm believer in Darwinism, but not dancing on the graves of those that have made poor choices. You I hear that. And yeah. then, and, and then let's see. And then what about yeah. the, uh, the science thing? I'm just curious about that stupidity. If you feel that as well, it's, we're going to get that into the hope in 60. Okay. So we'll but, do it then. Um, actually I'll, I'll tease it. The fact that New Zealand had one COVID case. Recently, they, they because there's one positive test for COVID, they shut down the entire country and quarantined yeah, the entire that. country, closed all businesses. Jacinda, yeah, Jacinda, not doing a good move. Fuck out of here! Like so, that is. But what, so what? Know, before we we'll get to that in the sixty, I just am curious what you think of in America of what what some people are doing. It's right now we're we are and forevermore will be ruled by mob mentality. And the mob has decided to be afraid and the mob has decided decides what politicians do. And that's social media back to that again. And so, and social media is generally the loudest, stupidest voices being heard. So that is why we 
are continuing to go into unnecessary shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. I believe that it's, this is just going to be the new normal. Um, let's just embrace it. Let's get used to it. We are now under mob rule. <laughs> all right. There's no hope gong there. We are just. Oh, absolutely not. There's nothing. Yeah. So we're going right into hopeless TV where we are covering all things <laughs> hopeless on TV because this is getting depressing. So why don't we. Just this has been actually the most depressing show we may have ever had. Ever. But keep listening because yeah. we, we might even hit a new low in a second. So yeah. <laughs> so you have uh, we both have uh, hopeless TV. Why don't you start? Yeah, so really sad. One of my favorite episodes of The Office, I believe it's like in season one, might be episode even two. There was a Diversity Day episode that has oh, now been so removed. For, yeah, it was such a great episode where Michael Scott is just being so racially insensitive in terms of trying <laughs> to connect. And and it was pulled because it may offend people. Honestly, The Office today, if it got made, it would never get greenlit no. you know, with the same scripts and all this kind of stuff. And it was a great piece of TV. And the only people that are offended by that shit are fucking white people because the people that like he was making fun of Indian people, making fun of black people, making fun of Mexican people and that. But the whole point was just how ignorant some of the, the white people are and trying to try to connect. And he was just like so tone deaf. It's about the tone deafness of the white savior. That's really the tone of that episode. It was pulled by white people, the same fucking white types of white people that killed off a poo. My only Indian representation in the <laughs> Simpsons because uh, we don't want to fucking offend people. Fuck you, man. Keep my representation. Representation. It's hilarious. I waited for all the quickie mart scenes. See my boy, right? With this little accent. That shit's funny. And I don't care that a white dude did it. I got representation in the show, and it was really funny. And we took they took the piss out of Indian people, and it was great. And but I also don't. I I mean, this is where I know we could have a whole show. We maybe should about cancel culture because yeah. I think canceling that episode of The Office is absolutely absurd and cancel culture has gotten absurd that all this is getting canceled i think apu i i relate to like you just did as an indian and me as a jew when there's like Mm -hmm. jewish humor and jokes and things it's funny i love it i'm always excited it's like good a good jewish joke like i mean there's obviously lines that you don't want to cross in certain ways but like apu i mean that's the accent that a lot of people have, that a lot of uh, Indian oh, Americans dude, I have. Got, I don't get why I was, we can't have it. No, and I was tormented as a child and called a poo by all my racist classmates. <laughs> and it was funny, but it helped shape me, man. A poo was definitely the cause of a lot of racism against me by ch- other children. But that's okay. And even adults at the time used to call me a poo as a child. like Because I lived in a really trashy neighborhood when I grew up. I was really like low income, really bad. Um, but I loved it. And it was great because honestly, it made me who I am today and like, let the art speak and let the fucking caricatures of the bumblebee guy, you know, the Mexican bumblebee guy and like a poo, keep them alive. I mean, we still have groundskeeper Willie, you know, I really, I Apu, I really appreciate your point of view right now. Thank you, Apu. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you. This is now being, fuck you Simpsons for taking away Apu for me. This show is going to be renamed Aaron and Apu's hopeless show. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It's thank you. Come again. <laughs> no, so, it's but it's gotten yeah. out of control. The fact that that everything everything could get canceled, like anything for, that's not from the last like five years, could get canceled. And and you know, if there was no Twitter, this episode would have not gotten canceled. No, it's just and there's going to be more and more and more. Like uh, yeah, yep. I, we've talked about this. I've I've watched a lot of old movies over the pandemic, and 
the like a lot of the comedies that are classic comedies would never get made and some of them will get canceled so that leads us into so there's no hope there either we're just we're running into roadblocks this Here, this week here's the hope and maybe we save this for our cancel culture thing but there was there's some like M, uh, uh, mma fighter guy i don't remember his name because i don't follow that shit's too violent for me um but he was getting canceled and like uh and he his whole response getting canceled was like no and he was just like it's just like they tried to cancel I'm like hey can you apologize like no and it's just like sick yeah like, good. I was like that's so great that was badass you know and he's just like he's just not apologizing i don't remember what happened exactly but i was like that's fucking gangster no well, man no it's great and then what is someone gonna step up and fight him for it no yeah yeah it's like no because <laughs> it is just it's absurd it's just gotten like it's and and wokeness uh, I talk to my dad about this a lot, that wokeness is, uh, and I love when my dad says wokeness too. I just like him saying it. <laughs> but wokeness has gotten just, yeah, that's. Yeah. It's, it has its it has its merits. Woke, you know, being woke came from a place of bringing power to places that were deprived of it and understanding right. privilege and the all that. The place it but, came from was great. Yes. What it's become, I think, yes, is over. Because often. Yes, because those who are bullied often turn into the bullies. Not always, mm-hmm. but often. And I think the way wokeness has gone recently, especially through cancel culture and all that, you've seen the people that have been bullied are now the bulliers. Or the people that feel that they were the their people are the bullies, they are now bullying other people. So it's it's a it's a it's a culture that encourages bullying um, and silencing of dissent. So yeah, it's not cool. But let's move on to the second one. And and can before you get to this topic, Aaron, because I was traveling for so long, Ian and I are still haven't finished the fifth and sixth episodes of this. So please. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So there's a show called White Lotus, and we'll get to have fun with this because it'll be a two-parter. So there's a show called White Lotus. I was told to watch the show. HBO. HBO. I'm very picky about shows that I watch because I I think we talked, I talked for a while ranting about the show The Undoing and how uh, much I was felt duped into watching that. And so ever since then, I'm very, I don't want to waste like seven hours of my life on a show. Yeah, respect. And and, uh, I thought that show was an abomination. And so then... uh, White Lotus. So you're, you haven't. So I'll ask you this because I'm, I'm not going to be able to give my true thoughts yet. What do you think so far of episodes one, two, three, and four? Okay, and I don't want to spoil this for our listeners, but I can speak in a lot larger overview. I love the setting. the The show is set on this island resort somewhere in Hawaii, I believe, um, or somewhere in somewhere tropical. I think it's Hawaii, right? Um, maybe, um, but it's the resort's called the white Lotus and you have a few different groups of people that are checking into this hotel and you, and it's each episode is a day in their stay at the hotel and the entire show opens up with, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those shows that opens up with like something in the future and you find out that somebody died and now it's just building up to like who died, who kills, what's happening. And just this chaos, the show is a descent into madness. Like I love the hotel manager, um, the dude with the mustache, love the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I really, really like uh, Sydney Sweeney. She's she's the one that plays the daughter with the blonde hair. Love her. Um, why do you, why do you love her? Because she is just so fucked up and like so twisted and she's so mean to her brother and she just like actually like really deceitful to her friends and her parents. And she's such an interesting character. You're like, all right, this chick is up to no good. Um, or she's potentially being up to no good. Um, and then there's Stifler's mom. She's in it. She's hilarious. <laughs> just as a train wreck. And what the, what I love about this show, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful show in, in, in terms of, ca- it's a character study. And if any of you guys are writers out there or if any of you guys are interested in how films and TV and everything's made, what I think White Lotus does really well, it builds different characters. It has archetypes that are clearly defined amongst them and are really interesting and feel like you start to wonder how all these personalities are going to connect. So I think it's a really great character study, the and show. Do, and do also you, it's a wonderful sort of mystery. Do you so far kind of hate all the people in a, in a way, except for the hotel Yeah. Manager? Yeah. Oh, he's even hateable too. They're all But he's the like least hateable. Every single He's the least hateable, but you know he is a son of a bitch. And But they're and, all it's all about the show, the concept is really about white privilege and really rich white people being completely out of touch with any sort of reality. And that's yeah. what it's about. Uh I I can't wait until you get to the end cuz then we can really talk about it. But Okay. But it, and, and as Rohit said, at the very first scene, you see someone has gotten killed. So we know that's happened. And we see the main guy, this privileged white guy at an airport, and he sees it and he's a dick and he's always he's a prick in the whole show. Right. Like so far, he's he's like you hate him. Right. Yeah, it's it's he's awful from the first words that come out of his mouth. Um, and. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting, and you're right, Aaron. Everybody's loadable, and I think I do think white privilege is definitely one of the key themes of the show, and the other is just self interest, self interest across the the way where everybody is so wrapped up into their own story and their own narratives that you just oh. see each each and every person they're, they're so in their own narratives that it is literally impacting other people so negatively. So we got to do one one thing before we wrap up the show. Yes, and yes. that is. Uh, I want to know, I want to ask you, and if you haven't seen the show, just fast forward and we'll get, you know, fast forward two minutes. We'll just do this for two minutes. I want Rohit, you to, I want to ask you where you think different characters are going to go. Like what you think might happen. So what do you think will happen with, uh, with the, the couple in the show, Shane and the Alexander Daddario? Okay, so that couple, that newlywed couple, and everybody skip through over the next few minutes. Um, that newlywed couple, I actually don't think she's the one that died. And don't confirm this one way or another. No, right? I'm not. I, I don't just want to hear this. One, uh, uh, yeah, yep. I think that she's not the one that dies. But I think that she leaves the resort and goes off. And they, their marriage ends there. I think that's my prediction there. And it ends really because of the stubbornness of, of the husband. Um, he's, he's such an asshole. And maybe he chooses his mom over her. Maybe that's it. Then I think with the family... Um, you know, with Sydney Sweeney and Steve Coach Zahn. Taylor's Steve wife. Steve Zahn is the dad. Connie Britton's the mom. Oh my God, that is Steve Zahn. Oh, you just realized yes, that? Yeah, you're right. Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the end, he actually does have cancer. I think you're going to hear from that. I think it's like, it's like, oh my God. I think that's my prediction. I think Connie is going to maybe have something to do with getting revenge on Alexander Daddario, the previously mentioned newlywed, because she wrote a horrible article about her. So I think there's going to be something there. There's some. Some drama, right? You could you got some Chekhov's gun early with that discussion 
where Alexander Daddario's character was talking to Connie Britton's character. Um, so I think there's going to be some unresolved stuff there. You're going to see a breakup of the friendship between the two girls that are there together. And I think it's one of them that dies. I think it actually is the friend that they brought along. I, she's my guess for the one that dies. Um, and then you have the son. He is, I mean, I, I think he's gay now, right? He's had an awakening. So I think that's going to be his whole thing. He's going to like hook up with the dude there with one of like the Hawaiian guys. And then finally with Stifler's mom, um, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge think, yeah. right? Or Yes. So her character, um, I think is going to be the one that has the happy ending. And, you know, she's already been hooking up with the guy next door in the next room. I think she, as she says goodbye to her mother, she's going to say hello to a new opportunity, and she's going to be the only one that this show ends positively. What for. about her friend too? Because she also has a oh. friend in the show, the, her the massage friend who she's you know she's going to do the business. Oh with oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. So what yeah. happens to her? And by the way, and by the way, the happiness also comes to the now gay son from the previous family. So I think those are the people who are going to end up happy. Now the massage therapist, played by the girl that plays Kelly in um, the show with Issa Rae on HBO, also. Um, uh, I forgot the name of it. It was really, really good. She is going to, she's doing all this stuff to kind of kiss ass to this white lady. And that white lady is just going to completely not like pick up on it and just forget about her and drop her as soon as she picked up on her. And this girl's just going to be like solidified that she's going to be at this job forever. And the hotel manager, he is going to lose his job. And I think it's going to be something so spectacular that might even shut down the entire hotel. Uh, and that's my prediction. So thank you for those. Next week we will go over all of this because oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. What you just what you just did. I want to say so much, but I can't say anything. So oh, thank yeah. you for okay. that. Now this is the point when you can tune back in for our our last uh, our hope and sixty and the end of the show. With but thank you for that because now we will see what happens to all, all this white privilege on the White Lotus Resort. And Rohit just gave what he thinks will happen. And then we'll see what happens. So you have a hope in 60 before we end the show. Yeah. This one is, is a really dark one. Um, it goes back to Australia and goes back to COVID. Oh, actually, let's start, the, let's start the timer. Let me get my phone. I don't know where it is. I don't know where my phone is. Um, oh, and also just with a timer. stupidity, White Lotus is chock full of human stupidity. If you haven't watched oh, it yes. yet. Yes, that, that's one of the key themes. Oh, there's my phone. I can start the timer. And here we go. So what happened was um, Australia in, you know, they're really cautious about the spread of coronavirus as we all are and should be. But what what they did is that they were concerned that, you know, people going to a dog shelter to kind of like pick up animals, you know, maybe they could spread coronavirus. They don't want people traveling. So what the Australian government did, a local council, is they slaughtered all the dogs in a shelter so these people couldn't go pick it up. So that way there's less, you know, people moving around or driving around unnecessarily. What? Help me find hope. Yep. Oh, man, we have, we have brought it to the table. I have 20 seconds. So they just got slaughtered because of COVID. They killed them all. Killed them all. They, they, because they didn't want people driving to be exposed and just like taking in risks going outside. So like, in Australia, so they just killed all the dogs. All right, here's the hope. Australia is a 17-hour flight from LA it's very far away so we don't have to worry about them <laughs> okay we it's, have to we okay. have to we, uh, you know what we've talked about cancel culture and how we are uh how we are 
you know, anti some of the cancel culture. It's been too extreme. But I believe Australia should be canceled for this. Yes, we are canceling that entire uh, Oceania continent um, because that was <laughs> not cool. These are no, innocent dogs that were going to be rehomed. You yeah. got to cancel a country like that. Like they're done. Yeah. They're all canceled. They're done. Um, okay. well, and speaking, <laughs> thank you for that hope. Thank, yeah, no problem. We just canceled Australia. And speaking of Australia, our submission comes from someone from Australia. So, Whoops. So we do not cancel. We have uncanceled Australia <laughs> immediately. See, we stick to our guns. We stick to our beliefs. We, 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 just, we just keep New South Wales canceled. Just that specific <laughs> Yes, that's area. it. New South Wales, the rest yeah. of Australia is cool. We also, as you can tell, we say things that we believe firmly in, and then we change our tune immediately. <laughs> yes, because we are quick to adapt and grow. Yes. And so, we're, we're as we do it from humans. one topic to another. Yeah. And so the, uh, the submission is, did you go to England for the museum and how can we see it? What that is, is I, I was uh, in an exhibit in a museum, in the design museum in London. And it was an honor to be in it. And I put that up on my social media. And some people, including her, thought I was there and want to know, like, where, where, how can they see it? What is, and the answer is you can't see it unless you go on social media and look at people's pictures of it. I didn't go to England to see it. So another thing with social media, contrary to public opinion, not all of it is exactly as it seems. So I was not actually in England to see the museum exhibit that I was in. I was sent pictures from the museum to post on social media of me in the museum. So yeah, so, social media is a uh, is a funny thing that way where it doesn't always uh, yeah. tell the full truth and stuff. So, and I apologize. It was one of your that, really good pictures, man. Thanks. That looked awesome. It was super cool, and I would love to be in it. Apparently, it's going to travel the exhibit. It's going to be in San Francisco next. So if it's in San Francisco, I'll definitely go because I want to see it. I don't yeah. even know all the stuff that's in it. It's just it's really cool. It's about, like, creativity uh, for people who have who learn differently. And Yeah. Well, we've always said that Aaron is so old he belongs in a museum. Um, <laughs> <and so. laughs> I'm a relic. I'm a relic of my own yeah. past. <laughs> hey, tell us a story, Grandpa Aaron. I remember back when Ted Roosevelt was president. Uh, that's a callback for anyone who doesn't know. That's yes, a callback to earlier yes, in the show. Yes, from 20 minutes ago. So, yes. so finally, it's a 20 minutes ago callback. So finally, we have Hope Fulfilled to end the show. And the hope fulfilled is after Rowett being gone for what seems like an eternity. I counted the minutes. We yeah. get to have dinner tonight and actually hang out yep. in person. Yes. And it's going to yes. and the restaurant is called AOC, <laughs> which to me is full, like full circle, hope fulfilled for this episode is that Rohit has to go eat at AOC tonight. And, and it's going to be great because you know, if there's a few cocktails flowing and stuff, I'm not going to bring up the name of the restaurant at all during the meal. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's hilarious. And here's the thing, man. I, I mean, and for our listeners, there's a good part of this show that is for comedy. So we actually don't hate people. We don't hate any of this. No. But we hope that we're being entertaining towards you. And I don't know if anybody's even still listening at this point. So at this point, I might have already done the damage I needed to get fully canceled. Um, so <laughs> Yes, but just yeah. like social media, some of it isn't like it's 
there is we like to say things just to have fun too. It doesn't all because we're hilarious. It, yeah, we like. It, I remember we're in the under stupidity. It just says Aaron and Rohit, and then under yep. comedy it also says Aaron and Rohit. So we're we're two words. We're definitions. And with yes. that, <laughs> with with that, we are going to end the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed any piece of this show, please go rate us. Which I doubt because it was the most depressing episode we've ever had. Yeah. But if you're into the depression, give us five stars. And if you want more, uh, if you want more upbeat episodes in the future, give us five stars because that'll make us feel better, and then therefore we'll be much more upbeat. You know, <laughs> it's having more upbeat topics. So regardless, give us five stars, and uh, don't forget to uh, tell your friends about us and um, follow us on all the socials. And and next week we will be talking about the conclusion of the White Lotus uh, debate. We will be yes. talking about this AOC dinner and and many more incredibly hopeless things to brighten your day. Yep. And we'll give you a sneak preview of Aaron and I and a couple of friends. We're going away for the weekend. Oh, yeah. That's next weekend, right? Yeah. Let's not give anything more away except yeah, except right. yeah. uh, more chaotic things will go down. And thank you for listening. Oh we love you all. Yes. And we missed you. And now we're back and we're not going away. So we'll see you next week. Nope. We we here. All right, Aaron. Good show, Great. everybody. Have a good day. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogue it's a hopeless show.